Okay, I'm actually a minute or so late because uh, just as I was about to go live, I got the author copies delivered of the um, of the reclaiming of the Catholic Church book, which is kind of on topic because I want to read to you guys a little bit of the uh, pedophile protector par excellence, the vicar of pedophiles on earth. George Bergoglio. And here we are. So this is an article that was printed in the Sydney Morning Herald on August 20th. And I've archived it and uh, you should be able to see the link in the description of the video. And basically what it is, is there was a low-ranking parish priest who agreed to give evidence against an archbishop um, <clears throat> accused of concealing child sexual abuse. And this poor parish priest that, you know, was in the back of nowhere, suddenly mysteriously got summoned to the Vatican before it was due to testify and quizzed by Pope, by fake Pope, anti-Pope, satanic, Vicar of Pedophiles on Earth, George Bergoglio, about what he was planning to say in court. Now, by any definition, that is an intimidation of witnesses. And uh, he was, there's actually a quote, what are you planning to say? That's what Bergoglio asked this guy. Now, this um, George Pell, Cardinal George Pell, fake Cardinal George Pell, another Satanistic child abuser, was um, said to the to the priest, "Look what I've done for you," as he lifted his hand for the priest to kiss his ring. Now I believe that Pell is currently in jail for child molestation or something. So now this this was this priest's name was Father Glenn Walsh, um, and the the papal meeting is contained in. Um, something called The Altar Boys, which I believe was written by investigative reporter Susan Smith. Uh, but the really interesting thing is that... Uh, I'm just going to read some extracts. Father Walsh later told Confidence that the Pope asked him why he was involved in a court case against an archbishop, what he was planning to say in court, and who was walking with him on the journey. Father Walsh said he did not trust the interpreter and offered scant detail. It was the pinnacle of Father Walsh's perceived as sustained campaigning by the priesthood to get him to toe the line on child sexual abuse. He was allegedly frozen out of the Maitland Newcastle diocese after he defied the bishop to report a fellow priest for child sexual abuse in 2004 and was not welcomed back until early 2017. So this priest who actually, you know, he might have been Novus Orca, but he was maybe ignorant about the Novus Orca and he was trying to do the right thing, he um, he got pushed out and uh, basically told to, you know, stay silent, pretty much. Uh, that's why he got pushed out. But on October 24, 2017, a little over two weeks before the Archbishop's trial was set down, Newcastle Maitland Bishop Bill Wright told Father Walsh he had no future in the diocese, according to an email Father Walsh sent to a friend. The email didn't say that this decision was because of his giving evidence, but it's pretty clear that that's what it was for. Uh, and this is a quote from the email. Bishop Wright will look overseas 
third law, where I can live out my days in the service to Christ and his poor, preferably as a complementative to a leper colony. So the man still had a bit of a sense of humor. Two weeks later, before he could give evidence, Father Walsh took his own life. Now, I find this bit particularly suspicious. So he went through all that. Fine, his life was going to be a mess. He was going to be thrown into the third world as, as a contemplative to, to lepers or something equal. You know, that was his statement. But And he kills himself just before he gives evidence. This is particularly interesting because, um, you know, he was called to the Vatican and he's one of more than 400,000 priests across the world. And suddenly this guy gets, you know, it's not a coincidence. Um, given the Pope's authority over Glenn, these actions can clearly be seen as an effort to intimidate him in order to protect the church. Uh, the fake church, of course, the Novus Orca church. Bob O'Toole of the Clergy Abuse Network, who wants a coronial inquiry into more than 70 alumni of Newcastle's Catholic High School who have taken their lives. So this is one supposedly Catholic high school, Novus Orco High School, where their kids are being abused to the point that over 70 of them have committed suicide, including supposedly this priest. Uh, you know, spread this far and wide. Bergoglio is a satanic pedophile protector. He has protected pedophiles at every turn throughout his career as soon as he usurped the throne, and he will continue to do so. He is the scum of the earth. So that's what that was about. And I'd like you guys to especially, you know, when, I don't know if when you're live you can see the link, but if you just do a search for the Sydney Morning Herald, the Sydney Morning Herald, and the title is What Are You Planning to Say? Pope Quizzed Whistleblower Priest Book Claims. The book is called uh, The Altar Boys. And uh, send this to every nominal Catholic that you know. You know, it, it's time that the so-called Catholics, which are not really Catholics, they're not Catholics at all. I did, this was video number one. Go and read video number one, and I believe that I asked a question in video number one or two, where, which is, given all of these things, why do you think you're Catholic? What do you think makes you Catholic? Since you're not following the magisterium of the church, you're giving... Uh, obedience to uh, people who are not valid priests, they're not valid clerics, they're not valid Catholics. So why on earth do you think that you're actually a Catholic? And I have yet to uh, receive one single answer to that. Um, so I would suggest that you send this to all your, any, any Catholic, supposed Catholic, nominal Catholic that you know, and uh, ask them a question. You know, send them a link to this video if you need to. It's it's just disgusting. You know, in, to my mind, like pedophiles need to be burnt at the stake. That is the civilizing thing to do. Um, and that what the uh, you know the uh, the thumbnail was supposed to represent. It's a, an absolutely justified punishment, as far as I'm concerned, to burn pedophiles at the stake. I believe it should be absolutely made law. And it is civilizing, it, it is uh, a civic duty, and as a Catholic, uh, you know, you burn them at the stake to give them the chance to redeem themselves shortly before their death. By contemplating for those couple of hours while they're becoming crispy bacon, um, that, that's what eternity is going to be like due to their sins. 
right you've got a couple of comments by the way you guys if you've got any questions just fire them out um alderman says through restoration as a podcast on soundcloud where they interview a guy who went to the novos orco seminary dude ran into a gay orgy on the first night needless to say he's now said it there you go i didn't know about true restoration so uh thanks for that it's episode 36 of their flagship series i'll um i'll look out for that sounds interesting Pell has been released. High Court overturned his conviction. Well, there you go. Of course, Pell was put in charge of the Vatican Bank, and according to Anne Barnhart, it's because he is blackmailable, which clearly was, given what's gone on. Um, but then he apparently didn't follow the uh, the orders he was given, and so that's why he uh, went through all, to the, all those troubles. I don't know. Uh, either way, it doesn't matter to me because George Pell, Bergoglio, all those guys, not a single one of them is a Catholic. Not a single one of them is a valid cleric. They are intentional deceivers by absolutely any um, measure, in any way that you want to measure it. And Michelle says, hi, just say hi and thank you. You're most welcome. And Didymus1984 says, but, but, but you're only focusing on the bad fruits of Vatican II. You need to focus on the good fruits of Vatican. Okay. Go on, Didymus. Give me one good fruit that came out of Vatican II. Just one. Any one single fruit that you can possibly mention that came from Vatican II. There isn't one. They're only just rotten, poisonous seeds. That's all that Vatican II was. But, uh, yeah. I guess that's sort of my rant. So if you got a, a random, I would torch Bergoglio myself. I'm not a violent female, but that wouldn't stop me. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I would absolutely put those people to the torch. I, no, I would sleep like a baby. You know, people like, I mean, Bergoglio protected. He didn't even defrock a priest, uh, a fake priest, a novice Orkian, you know, priest of Moloch, as, as they are who obviously was gay, had AIDS, and raped over 30 children with AIDS. They didn't even defrock him. So it's like, these people absolutely need the reckoning of God on their heads. And I'm very well aware that, you know, in the Bible it says that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I agree with that. And I also think that sometimes he uses people like us to enact his revenge. And... We should absolutely change the laws, put pedophiles to the torch. On a related note, um, apparently Netflix has now got a program where they are sexualizing 11-year-olds. Um, my wife canceled Netflix, and I totally and fully agree. And I mean, we were pretty much not watching anything on it anyways. And pretty much everything on Netflix has got absolute degeneracy, homosexuality, like children having sex, all sorts of weird shit. So, you know, it's no loss. And uh, quite frankly, you know, the lockdown also helped us understand that it's a lot more fun to just play with your kids than watch TV or, you know, read a book to them or teach them stuff. It really is. So that's what you should be doing. And if you don't have kids, it's a lot more fun to practice making them and making them than watching TV again. So, 
burn off one limb at a time. Yeah, Jordan James, a man after my own heart. I mean, we are truly compassionate Catholics and we want to give them the best opportunity. Perhaps let it take a week, you know. Oh, there's our little buddy. We should give him a name, the downvoter, the perennial downvoter. We should, we should give him a name that's not his name. <laughs> that will upset him even more. We'll call him Nancy. We know it's a man, but we'll call him Nancy. Nancy boy just downvoted me. I'll live rent-free in that boy's head. Uh, sorry, that was supposed to be interpreted in gamma voice. There are no good fruits of Vatican II, just fruit cakes. Yep. No, I, I, I realized that was a joke. I, I know that. Who was it that, um, or Nicator Bear or whatever his, his long-ass name is, he suggested like, oh, it should be, it would be quite fun on your stream at one point to like have everybody just for 15 minutes like make comments in their most gamma <laughs> attitude and it, i don't know it might actually be quite fun to, to do that we, we should try it sometime many relationships just enable men to go sideways not forward if we don't unyoke we will not grow and be free sometimes yeah that's not a that's um Valibear appreciates me. Well, thank you very much. Fancy Nancy. That's a good name. Yeah, Fancy Nancy, the downvoter. Yeah. Uh, many relationships just enable men to go sideways. That's a very good point. And I certainly was on that road ooh, for a few years. It's uh, um, There's a guy called Charlton. can't remember his name. He's written a brilliant little online book called Addicted to Distraction. It's like a 20-minute read. Very good. I don't agree with pretty much quite a lot of the stuff he says after that. I think he's semi-Mormonish or something like that. He's got some strange ideas. But Addicted to Distraction is absolutely clear title and a very good read. And it explains the mechanism of um, how everything, you know, digital stuff the internet YouTube TV all that stuff is, is all geared to basically distract you and keep you out of the truth and it's very very true hello interesting topic can't wait to hear your thoughts on this oh well I've pretty much said all my thoughts on Bergoglio he, he, he should be burnt at the stake along with all the other scumbags that live in the Vatican uh, Peter Birdsell says, a brother was born for a time of adversity and is a true man and friend will tell the truth, you in spite of emotion, hatred and rejection. A true man and friend will tell the yeah. Yes, uh, I believe that, you know, as a man, you should tell the truth. That, you know, and yeah, you, but look, the more truth you tell, the more likely you are to be killed for it, pretty much. I mean, that's what Jesus did, and they nailed him to a tree, you know. So, um, you, you're definitely going to have an interesting life if you just speak your mind without uh, filtering it too much. Uh, you know, sometimes it is not a bad idea to filter it out of uh, charity. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's okay you know, to sometimes be kind and not tell the whole truth and the whole ugly truth. Um, especially if, if, you know, there are reasons for a person perhaps not being their best self. 
but we are all uh, we're all flawed you know we're all broken so but in general if you can tell the truth tell the truth you know it's harder but uh, but it's better you feel cleaner maybe the downvote guy is a nice guy but it's just that he has down syndrome <laughs> <laughs> he is mildly retarded <laughs> but no he's not a nice guy <laughs> joining in from the gym with a shortened name good good that's improving Nikitobe. all right come on Nikitobe. you you gave the idea so you you come out with your most gamma comment and we'll see if it's funny salt the world according to the one you're speaking don't lessen the truth ever. Yeah, that's pretty much my take on it. I mean, you know, there's, there's, you don't always need to be brutal. I, I am generally a pretty brutal person as, as a character, but um, it doesn't come from a bad place. I'm not brutal to, to, to hurt your feelings. I mean, there are a lot of fucking idiots that deserve their feelings hurt. So, you know. I, I do do it on purpose quite regularly, but that's just because the number of idiots keeps climbing and escalating. You know, like this, there's a guy on Social Galactic, what's his name, Durandal or something, you call him Chris something, uh, I think his at thing is Durandal. And um, he posted the screed on like, why Solar Scriptura is, uh, is best and whatever. <laughs> and it's it's just, a screed of insults, essentially, but he doesn't even touch the top. He doesn't even define what Sola Scriptura is because you do need to define it because, well, you know, there's 40,000 versions of what it means. So, Archie Bear, our swampland deliverance friend, how are you doing? The more you tell the truth, the easier it becomes. Eventually, you should find it harder to lie than tell the truth. I've always found it very uncomfortable to, to lie. Um, I think partly the, the Asperger's doesn't really... Um, people that have a little bit of, of that, you know, that are on that spectrum, they don't really grasp the concept of trying to fool people. It's like, why would you do that? You know, it's just kind of a bit weird. Been loosely tracking the discussion on Social Galactic regarding reincarnation, which followed your last video. It is intriguing, as Catholics believe in the resurrection of the body. Well, I don't know. To me, the whole resurrection of the body thing is a pretty mysterious element of, of Christianity, and it's one I'm pretty ignorant of. So, I don't know the Bible passages where it tells us that we are, uh, you know, reincarnated in, in the body and so on. But, and I know that as per Catholic dogma, essentially, Reincarnation is, is um, considered pretty much anathema. Um, and I haven't looked too much into it, but, you know, that's the same thing like somebody telling me, well, according to X, this doesn't apply, but I've had experiences that prove to me pretty much that there is something there. Whether it is reincarnation, you know, I don't have a defined model for it. It's, uh, it's a pretty open-ended one. And reincarnation is one of the models that would work. Um, I also think that the, the, at least on the level that I've uh, that I considered, I don't particularly think that reincarnation necessarily goes against or is even um, 
in in any way really uh, a uh, a denial or or a uh, somehow a negative uh, or that in, invalidates Catholicism. I don't think it does. It's one of those things in my mind, a bit like aliens. If aliens exist, does that invalidate Christianity or Catholicism? No, not at all. Um, so, yeah. Gentleness is the greatest strength, and the greatest strength is gentleness. Well, yeah, you know, maybe. Uh, I know what you're saying, but when gentleness meets a full metal jacket bullet traveling at 3,000 feet per second, yeah, the bullet kind of wins. At least on the worldly stage, put it that way. Drink some soy milk, Nick Torbert. Nice protein. <laughs> and Nick Torbert says that he can't be a, a gamma when the biceps is pumped. Maybe later. <laughs> well, <clears throat> Archie Bear says he's speaking to normies. I've never <clears throat> been given to that. <clears throat> Everyone needs correction for arrogance as a vessel for the demonic. Yeah, sure. I'd rather offend someone with the truth than comfort them with a lie. Indeed. Okay, any other in the is there incarnation stuff on your blog? There is some of it there, <clears throat> but I actually written a quite a lot more on it on one of these Google pages things or something which is going to get wiped out and I haven't had a chance to save it or archive it or anything so I don't know if that's um, it was quite a lot of stuff I'd written but I, I don't know that it's saved anywhere so I, I don't know where to find it myself alien demonic construct no I don't think so not necessarily I think there are quite likely alien beings uh, that are not of a demonic nature at all. Um, again, you know, Protestant imbibed people have a very, very, very tiny and miserable idea of the size of things, including God and including the majesty of God. But, you know, if you just look up at the night sky and you understand what you're looking at, you will begin to have a tiny, little appreciation of the size of things and if you then study things like astronomy and you understand what we're actually really looking at and what the size of a galaxy is and then you realize that a galaxy usually inhabits a galactic cluster and then you realize that a galactic cluster is usually makes up a galactic supercluster, and then you realize how many of these there are in the visible universe then you're starting to begin to understand the size of God and how God does things. And it seems absolutely absurd to me, especially given what the Vikings uh, probes have discovered, which was pretty much life on Mars. Uh, the chemical tests that they did essentially proved that, although the, the so-called scientists were like, oh, no, no, we can't say that. But pretty much they did. And that's just, you know, at the bacterial level or whatever. But it sounds absurd to me that if there are living intelligent beings of so many different types on this planet, you know, and I include animals in that, that in all the entire rest of the universe, there isn't living beings on another planet. It's just, does the math doesn't even add up, I don't think. So, 
uh, Hale Kurgan and their Baron von Blair, most loyal listeners. Aliens. The existence of cats on Earth denies creation no less than ape-like beings on Mars would complete non sequitur. Exactly. It's, they've got nothing to do with each other. And if you're, you know, um, Dan Simmons' Hyperion series is quite interesting because he's basically got Jesuit priests in it. And uh, the concept of the Shrike, which is somewhat Christian in its... Uh, in some of its aspects. Um, he's also got Pierre Thelard de Chardin there as a, a good guy, and Pierre Thelard de Chardin was, of course, a complete heretic. But then I, I would guess, I don't know, but I'm guessing that Dan Simmons is uh, probably a Protestant. I never found out either way. Um, and Pierre Thelard de Chardin was helpful for me to get me closer to Christianity, although he was a complete heretic. And I think the way that worked is he was a complete heretic trying to convince Catholics to move away from the church. I was a complete heathen that sort of read his stuff and thought, hey, some of this stuff makes sense. Maybe there's something to that Catholicism after all, you know. So kind of had that reverse effect. As you know, God turns even bad things into good things. Oh, Peter Birdsell, you're like a hair's breadth away from getting kicked off here. Maybe the, the planets and stars are really gods and fallen angels and Antarctica is the real gateway to their realm, which is in vertical. No. No, we don't live on a flat earth. No, the planets and stars are not little pinholes in a fucking dome. And if you think that, be quiet. Otherwise you will be kicked off because I do not abide those level of idiocy. A level of stupidity that thinks that we live on a flat earth has, I don't want to talk to such people. They're just dumb. They're too dumb beyond words. Hyperion is awesome, but I actually, before I read the Hyperion series, I read um, Ilium and Olympus, which are awesome. I'm not being defensive. You're a fucking moron, and you're now going to be banned if you even bring this concept up again. The Earth is not flat. The planets are bodies, astral bodies. They're not angels. They're not demons. And you're an idiot if you think otherwise. End of discussion. Make one more comment about it and you're off. <sighs> Bingo Buckins is enjoying it. And I think Peter Birdsell has been commenting a lot. So there's a bit of a gamma stench there. I'm just waiting for him to go at this one more time. And uh, that'll be him done. Uh, okay, well, I pretty much said my little rant, so I'll, I'll give you guys a couple of minutes. There's 33 of you. I'm sure one of you has got. Okay, there you go. That's that's Peter Birdsell leaving the area. How do we just kill him? Remove from the broadcast. There we go. Should have done it. Archibear with the little hatchet. I don't know how you guys do all these emojis. Very interesting. Well, he was flooding the stream with stupidity, so yeah, he had to go. Gamma self-destruct. They, they do that, though, don't they? But we, we, we had our little 
Peter Birds <laughs> wins the Gamma Comet Award. <laughs> Indeed, he does. Well, you know, I th I blame I blame Nikito Bear. I blame you. It was your idea to. Well, let's all pretend to be gammas, and then you let one in, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Pump that iron with both biceps, hey, Nikito Bear. <laughs> all right. Well, come on, guys. You can ask anything. We've got another five ten minutes, so. I thought he was just doing his best Gamma impersonation. Guess not. No, no, no. Gammas don't know how. They're not original. They don't have any originality. They're just, uh, you know. That is what they are. Gammas. Nods, grunts, drags Gramma corpse to the pit. <laughs> Very good, Heinz Goodberian. Very good. Uh, just so you know, guys, in this book, I just need to find it because uh, it, it, it's. I'm so happy that I included this. You know, while I was writing it, I was like, oh, maybe this is just going to be like a boring part. Although my editor kept telling me, no, no, you absolutely need to leave this stuff in. But there you go, chapter six and section 6.2. It says it, the title is The Modus Operandi of the Deceivers. And I break down the 11 things they do. Number one, subterfuge. Number two, conflation. Number three, moving the goalposts. Number four, sophistry. Number five, appeal to false authority. Number six, appeal to authority falsely. Two different things. Uh, number seven, appeal to charity. Appeal to humility is number eight. Number nine, Appeal to willful ignorance. Number 10, outright lying. And number 11, I have labeled argumentum ad infinitum from the Latin, the endless argument, also known as gamma forever. And I have borrowed liberally, um, I asked him, of course, from Vox Day's um, SJW's Always Lie, where he has the definition of the gamma. So, um, oh, he's still here. How do I get rid of him? <laughs> he is persistent. I'll give him that. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I don't know. I don't know how to get rid of him on the live stream. I'll ban him when I'm done. I guess he still lives. I don't know. That, you know, I'm, I'm not that clued up with all this stuff. There's new fancy technology. I just need my club. Would you ever be willing to have on the Grandmaster John C. Wright for an interview about Catholicism? Absolutely, I would. I'm not sure that he would like to come on. Um, I have um, corresponded with John C. Wright extensively uh, some years ago, and he was very influential to a certain extent to me, um, at least intellectually moving closer to, uh, to getting baptized, certainly. Um, he he is he, he did a very um, um, clever analogy to me on an on an email. So yeah, I, I mean I can ask him. I'm sure I still have his email somewhere. I've, um, I could ping him an email if you guys are interested. Um, I don't want to ambush him. He's a he's a gentle soul, I believe, and a nice man. Um, we definitely disagree on Catholicism, and I did mention to him 
briefly about, well, you know, what is your opinion on all this stuff? And he said, oh, just sort of ignore it. Um, which is unfortunate because, you know, I, I respect John Wright quite a lot, like I do and Barnhart. And they are certainly able to use their logical faculty. But when it comes to Bergoglio and Ratzinger and so on, they seem, it seems to fail them. They seem to become emotionally invested and, uh, you know, they, they don't do the whole thing. So, yeah, I'm definitely willing to, to speak to him. Zachary Peterson says, but, 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 Kurgan, what if the Antarctic is actually the anus of the earth with dragon people and the stars are cosmic strippers? <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> I'll entertain that idea long before I entertain the flat earth. That's very good. Maybe you will reach two down votes today. Well, one can only hope. Just remember that, uh, I, like that good man who was just trying to bring order to the galaxy, Emperor Palpatine and his henchman, Lord Vader. Hate has got a nice little strength to it. Let the hate flow through you so that you become more powerful. <laughs> Matt says, someone much older than me, who I respect very much and have learned a lot from, recently told me that I should never show my girlfriend or future wife all my cards or all of my weaknesses. I tend to be very open with my partners. Is this true? Should I be careful what I open up to her about as far as my weaknesses? Well, Matt, that is a very good question, and I'm going to spend a little time on it, because I understand exactly where you're coming from. As a somewhat aspergerish uh, and noble savage, I certainly um, had pretty much that approach, you know, uh, certainly one of my, my first long-term girlfriends, I didn't have a problem telling her my weaknesses, and to be fair, she didn't really have a problem with it either, but we were both quite young when we got together, so we sort of, to a certain extent, grew up together, however dysfunctionally. Um, but I've also always been a very, uh, shall we say, uh, well, Kurganish type, so... You know, I, I I am pretty rough and ready too. So I think in balance, you know, I did martial arts since I was a kid. Uh, I've never shied away from pretty difficult situations. So although I wasn't hiding any of my weaknesses or anything like that, I also have a pretty testosterone-fueled life. So, um, but... You know, maybe not, not a lot of people are like that. So I think the wise thing to do is to not assume that a woman can be your friend as, uh, as a man. Uh, women are very nurturing by nature, you know, and uh, they can be very helpful and very kind. And uh, certainly my wife, when she knows something's upset me or, or, or like getting to me, uh, she tries to make my life easier in all those little ways that women are so good at doing you know like she'll bring me a hot drink and you know look after me and and be cuddly and friendly and whatever you know and happy and that's women are good at that but you know if you go to your wife saying oh you know life is terrible i don't know what to do actually i'll give you a good example of that is um you know i think there's going to be an economic crash coming pretty soon 
And I'm thinking it's probably best if you have any money to like actually invest it in physical things like land or property or something like that. And if you discuss this sort of thing, you know, if I when I do I do discuss this sort of thing with my wife, I can see she she gets into a, a bit of a tizzy, you know, she she gets quite sort of upset and, and she starts to get confused and worried. And I've learned it's like, look, it's better for me to present this stuff once I've already thought, you know, there's no point in me thinking aloud about this stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, but what about that? What about that? Also because we've got different mind speeds, we've got different IQs, we've got different ideas, different ways of, different experiences of the world. So if I'm thinking out aloud and I'm trying to figure out, you know, what to do when war breaks out, that would freak most men out. So it's likely going to freak a woman out because as a guy, I'd be thinking, well, you know, I'm in England, so if war breaks out, where am I going to get guns from? And, you know, that sort of thing. And I'm thinking through this stuff in some of the ways that I'm thinking, yeah, that's doable to a normal human being. It would be like, what the fuck is this crazy guy talking about? He's just insane. He's coming up with these ideas that just, it's like a Hollywood super action movie. And now that's crazy. And it would be crazy to most people. It's not crazy for me. I've had a crazy life. I know what I can and can't do. I know what the limits are. I know that I've got small children, you know, all of that. But a woman doesn't need to deal with all that shit. You know, my take on it has been to her, you know, I told her this from, from very early on. I said, look, if you're going to be my wife, you need to understand that I am who I am. And I'm not going to change, you know, in my late 40s at the time, and 50s now. Also, not because I can't change, but because I don't want to. Any of those things that people think, oh, but that makes you such a harsh person to live with or, or, or a difficult guy or crazy person or whatever. I'm choosing those things. I am not that way because it's a character flaw that I can't change. I'm choosing that because I don't think it's a character flaw at all. I think everybody around me is scared and weak. And that's their problem, not mine. So, you know, you need to understand, wife, if you're going to be my wife, if I ever turn up covered in blood... And saying, you know, honey, sorry, I just had to kill three people. You you should be the kind of wife that the, her immediate reaction is not like, Oh my God, what have you done? Your immediate reaction should be, well, you idiot, keep making sure you stand just on the welcome mat while I get the plastic sheeting so that you can undress and get, you know, get in the shower without touching anything else. And uh, I'll bring along the, the DNA cleansing bleach, <laughs> you know. That's the kind of wife you want. Um, and to be fair, she pretty much is, you know, to, on that sort of thing. Um, but that doesn't mean that she's okay with you, you know, going out there and just being Batman every night. If you're going to be Batman every night, just maybe keep that to yourself or whatever. You know, like, I don't know. You've got to find your own, your own level, man. But I don't question myself. I mean, I've cried in front of my wife on different occasions for different reasons that I won't get into here but you know I don't have a problem if I feel pain to 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 express it um, I never had that problem I, I don't care if I'm doing it in, in, in a class in martial arts not I don't think I have I came close once when I was doing a breathing exercise that really was whoa it was powerful but yeah I got, I got no issue with that you know if a guy says oh you're crying you're a pussy well you know I can finish crying then break your knees and put you on your knees and make you realize that no, maybe I'm not, you know, it, I don't have an, a, a problem expressing my, my uh, emotional 
sensations as, as they happen. Um, some people do. A, a lot of Protestants, I think, have got a very big issue with that. But generally, we Latins, we don't give a shit. You know, we laugh, we cry, we fight. It's all fine. Um, I hope that's answered your question. If not, Matt, ask again. Speaking of originality, I angered a Protestant. He said, same old crack of Catholics worshipping Mary, etc. Yeah, they, you know, they, they got like four stories and that's it. Um, so, yeah. Didymus says there's a quote at the beginning of the big short that applies well to the Novus Orco. It ain't what you don't know that gets you in trouble. It's what you know for sure that just ain't so. <laughs> yeah. The Big Short's a good movie, a good book as well, well written by uh, Michael, I can't remember his name. He's written only like four or five books, it's brilliant. Um, Liar's Poker, The Big Short, uh, what was the other one? One about the, the, the traders that are like using all the light speed stuff now. <laughs> yeah, good, yeah. They said, please think of an original attack to the Protestant. Like, yeah. Do you think beauty in architecture, churches, and cathedrals is intrinsic to expanding Catholicism, or is it just a church of power flex? No, uh, beauty is one of the virtues of Catholicism. <clears throat> beauty is a virtue, and Catholic churches are indeed beautiful. The Catholic Church uh, was the one true holy and apostolic, uh, you know, church. So it makes sense that you would have so much beauty in, in Catholicism. I mean, many of the great painters, of the great sculptors, were, were Catholics. Catholicism, whether you like it or not, Archibar, you filthy Protestant, whether you like it or not, Catholicism civilized the world, beautified the world, made it better for women, children, everybody, really. Um, Catholicism is the one true religion. The reason that it's now been usurped and we're only a small remnant is prophesized, it's expected, it's, it's what we know would happen. Now, uh, Runner, Runner Bean, that's your name, the one that asked the question, um, undoubtedly there was also a church of power element to it, because you have to have a lot of money to build those things, and time, but, but it was also in time. You know, they didn't just build a, a cathedral out of, like, you know, particle board, and, yeah, let's get a cathedral up in two years. No, some of these cathedrals took, like, generations to build you know and it was all hand carved stones and stuff so that's not worldly power flex because worldly power is short term like people don't think that far ahead i mean satan does the enemy does and he certainly has a bunch of puppets that that he uses and certainly the freemasons um, think in terms of generations uh, but as a you, you don't get, gener you know, generations of Satanists don't build anything. They destroy. Uh, a generational positive building of things generally can't come from a bad place, you know. Um, Archibar says, Matt, never show your weakness to someone unless you implicitly trust that with trust you can be more vulnerable. Yeah, that's basically accurate. Jordan James, in the beginning was the, you know, I've got a slightly different attitude, which is my same attitude in martial arts too, which is, I'll show you my weakness right away. Right away, right, put it right there, yep, yep, you, you poke me right there on that specific spot, that's where I hurt, yeah, you poke there, it hurts. And then if you poke there, I know who you are. Sure, it hurts. 
but it ain't gonna fucking kill me. And now I got your number. It's the same in martial arts. I got an injury. Yeah, I'll put my injury there. You can hit it. You can hit that injury hard and injure me more. And in order to get to hit that injury, you come in within my range. And I get to hit you right the fuck back. So, but that's not for everybody. That's for people that have got a particularly thick skin. Jordan James says, in the beginning was the Bible, and the Bible was with God, and the Bible is God. Yeah, Protestants. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it, it's retarded. Uh, Protestantism is retarded. I, I don't care what anybody says, and I don't care who is a Protestant. There's some very nice people that are Protestants. There are some very intelligent people that are Protestants. But essentially, Protestantism is retarded, and you're missing the mark. And look at the fruits of Protestantism. Big picture, big picture. Show me a good fruit of Protestantism. One, big picture scenario. I'm not talking about, oh, but little Johnny boy was a Protestant and he helped little ladies cross the road. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking big picture scenario. What the hell has Protestantism done for the planet? It's only secularized Christianity. That's all it's done. Most are scared and weak. I'm the only person at my work that refuses to wear a mask. Good. Good on you. I don't wear one anywhere. I had to reboot my computer. Catch me up so I can respectfully disagree with you. Gamma. <laughs> Very good, Cactus Eater Bear. That's quite nice. Yes, it helped. Thanks, Kurt. Oh, you're most welcome. I'm glad it has. Uh, okay, you guys talking amongst yourselves. That's good. We agree on the historical importance of Catholicism. I respect that greatly. Well, then convert, you filthy Protestant archibay. The weather has been fantastic, and I'm ready to hit the river this weekend. Yeah. Get into that river and baptize yourself properly as a good, said a probationist Catholic archibay. You know you want to. You know you want to. You know you're going to go there. Just cut out all the bullshit. Get it done. Do gamma serve any social function? Um, well, I think... You know, with the extinction of whales, we might be able to use their blubber for lamp oil in the hard times that are sure to come. Uh, I, I also think they, they could be useful as sort of a protective device for the sandbags when you're inside a trench. I've always said that that was their first use. As soon as um, Vox defined gammas, I said, yeah, they're useful as you know, sandbag protection mechanisms. He disagrees with me, thinks that some some of them perhaps you can still use. We're just going to agree to disagree on that one. The cathedrals in Italy are awe-inspiring. They absolutely are. And there is a cathedral of the um, Franciscan monks in Venice that is awesome. And inside that church, inside that cathedral is like another little cathedral inside it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's beyond trying to explain. You have to experience these places. Nikito Bear, KJV only, Mary's a home, my church, Protestant denomination, pi times ten to the fifth, is the one true church, <laughs> we, we pray to the son of a bitch. Ah, yeah, that's all pretty blasphemous shit, but I understand. Nikito Bear is trying to explain what the Protestant outlook on life is. He's left the gym, good. Didima says, I've come close a few times to being banned on SG for calling certain sacred cow Protestants on their retards for, you know, sounding retarded. I know, I know. But um, Social Galactic is, is a, uh, 
is an interesting social experiment. Uh, most of the dread ilk hate the fact that it's clean speech only. They absolutely hate it. I think that it's an interesting approach because, um, you know, Vox tends to be very well-spoken, uh, unlike myself, who, you know, speaks like a, a pirate, pretty much. Um, Vox tends to be quite well-spoken well and doesn't swear much, at least I haven't seen him do much of it at all. Um, and forcing people to have clean speech, while somewhat irritating for some people, um, and perhaps difficult in a good way for people like myself, is good because it forces automatically the, the, the discourse to have a slightly higher level. Well, one thing that I haven't been able to figure out is how many people are in Social Galactic and how many were there and if any dropped out as a result of the clean speech. It's very interesting because the only way that the clean speech thing will survive is if there is enough activity on there to keep it interesting nevertheless. And um, I think that's an admirable goal that, that Vox has. Um, I don't know whether it will succeed or not. Time will tell. But um, I'm enjoying it. Um, and yes, you know, the, the, it is not a, a democracy. There are certain sacred cows that will say some stupid things. But then again, those sacred cows have earned their place. Um, you know, there's one gentleman in particular who was helpful to me personally uh, during a very difficult time. And he is a Protestant. And yes, he has said some silly things on Social Galactic. But um, he's a very good man who, who uh, does a lot of excellent work with the homeless, with addicted people, with people who have lost hope in life, and, and he does brilliant work. So, you know, compared to maybe some silly things he's said about Catholicism or whatever, who cares? You know what I mean? The guy's doing good in the world. Uh, I can walk around him. I don't I don't know. And, and, and he's personally helped me and been useful to me. So, you know, I, uh, I'm not going to forget that just because he says the odd silly thing here and there. Everybody's flawed, man. There's, there's no one good. You know, We're, none of us is good. Uh, what's the deal with the Jesuits? I don't know. Um, I think originally the Jesuits probably were pretty hardcore good guys. And then they got like subverted. I don't know. I, I don't know what the G deal is because, of course, when you're talking about Jesuits today... You're talking about Novus Orkins, and I don't, I don't give a shit to study the, the, the various branches of Malachian Satanism. Uh, so, for some reason, the Protestants I have grown up with have been intellectual lightweights who weren't equipped for reality. Well, that's most Protestants. Um, you know, part of the reason that I absolutely, pretty much despised Christianity, was because I lived in South Africa for several years and. Any so-called Christian that I came across was a Protestant denomination. Now, if Protestantism is retarded in general, the South African version of Protestantism is three steps below mental retardation. They're, you're talking the Down syndromes people. We're talking the they call the NG Kirk, you know, from the Afrikaans. I don't know what the N and the G stands for. And I know that the K stands for church in the Afrikaans language, which is basically Orkish. I mean, I essentially, you know, think that Orkish 
stems is, is an Afrikaans derivative. You know, the, it, it's, a, it's kind of like degraded Dutch slash German, you know, just shouty, like rude language. And the Engelkirk is the, you know, Protestant equivalent of their language. It's, it's, it's just fucking retarded. I, I can't help it. I mean, I, I had people tell me, oh, you don't believe in Jesus. I had one of these guys come to my door, knock on my door and sort of say, you know, he just stood there. It was like six foot five guy dressed all in white and he just stood there. And I just opened the door and like, that was just me, you know, I was alone at home. I was like, well, do you want to come in? Because I'm a friendly guy. I don't give a shit if he's six foot five. Maybe he's a psychotic fucker, but you know, I train every day. I want to see how good I am. And he looks pretty old, so looks like he's in his 40s. I'm in my 20s. I can take this guy. So he comes in. He says, oh, that's very kind of you. I said, would you like a glass of water? So I give him a glass of water. And then he starts talking to me about the Bible. And the way he's explaining Genesis to me about the snake and all that, I'm thinking, dude, I haven't read much of that book. The way you're going about it, the way you've just said it, so God lied, they weren't going to die. Uh, there was a tree of life that they hadn't eaten from, but he kicks them out before they eat from it so they don't become immortal. So, you know, you're, you're like dodging a whole bunch of stuff. It looks to me like the snake was kind of telling the truth. And, and then you start to ask him, well, what about, you know, the size of the galaxy? Well, how do you... What do you think about that? Oh, no, no, we're the only human beings. And I'm like, dude, you haven't got a clue what the size of a galaxy is, do you? Do you? So, no, they were, they were stupid, they were ignorant, and they were just repeating stuff by rote that doesn't even make sense in, in the way that they were interpreting it. Um, and there was really no difference between a Protestant and, and a Muslim, as far as I could tell. They're, they're just brainwashed from birth. They don't know what the fuck they're saying. They're not saying anything intelligent or smart or logical or that makes sense. So, to me, that was what Christianity was. I never met a decent... The, the closest I came to a decent Christian that actually sort of held his ground intellectually, at least for the conversation we had over dinner, was a Jehovah's Witness. And I mean, the Jehovah's Witness is a fucking cult. But that's the closest I ever came. I, I never met a proper... I met, once I had a conversation on a plane, I was sat next to a priest and an American woman. The American woman just tuned us out, put her headphones on and tried to speak through it. This supposed, this was Novus Orco Catholic supposed priest tried to convince me for the whole flight of his belief system. And what transpired in the nine hour flight was that um, actually he became a priest because his father was an alcoholic that beat the shit out of him and he had all sorts of unresolved issues. And I was like, yeah, dude, that's got nothing to do with Jesus or whatever. You know, that was kind of my conclusion at the end of it. So the, the problem is I never met somebody like me. If I, if I met me, you know, if, if my 20-year-old self met someone like me now, I'd seriously consider Catholicism because I'd be like, whoa, wait, wait a minute, this guy's actually fucking making sense. And he's answering all my questions that I'm thinking, this is bullshit. He's actually explaining to me what that philosophy that he lives by means and that you know that does make sense so whether i agree with it or not at least his philosophy is um coherent you know and i, I never met a, a christian that was coherent until you know much later in life after i'd already had my road to damascus moment really
Um, okay, what else have we got? Working must catch the video later. Okay, Baron von Blay, your your thing's standing up here. Hail Kurgan. I, I didn't do that. I don't know why that's staying there, but whatever. You know, <laughs> I suppose it's to let everybody else know that you should hail the Kurgan. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, yes, DPM, we do know there is the one down boat. He's here. We, we've called him Fancy Nancy. That's his new name, Fancy Nancy. Shknima, love the clean speech on SG. Okay, good. DPM says, Master, the VFM are my side project. They will come around or they're double agents. I don't know. Greyhound says, I feel like it's the same in the US South. Oh, I, I don't know. You know, I've, I've um, online at least, I've met some U.S. Southerners, which are pretty decent people. Uh, but yeah, and in fact, some Southern Bells that are awesome, and uh, you know, some some of them are uh, secret Catholics, a result of actually being able to think. So, you know that. Uh, I would say that the Southerners, I remember when I was in the States and I was in Arizona, I definitely liked the people in Arizona a lot more than the people in San Francisco where my brother was living and I went to visit. The best way that I can describe the people of San Francisco was as literal bags of crap, like balloons filled with sewage. They had no opinion, they had no stance, they had no spine, I literally went around trying to offend people after like two days that I was there. I was like, I'm going to try and offend somebody in this country because in, in San Francisco, because I just want to see, where are these, what are these people like? What do they believe in? You know, do they have a, an idea? Do they have a concept? So I, I'd meet like some of my brother's acquaintances. I wouldn't call them friends. And I'd be like, you know, they'd say, oh, where are you from? They're like, oh, I live in South Africa. I'm like, oh, that's just kind of like cool. Is it racist there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just to get to arise at them, I'd be like, well, yeah, of course, you know, blacks are inferior. They're not really human beings. I'd be like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, okay. Next day, same guy. I'd be like, you know, I thought about what I was saying yesterday, and I've realized, no, I was really wrong. Black people are human beings, too, and we, we're all the same. We're all God's children. Oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. No, no different, you know. I'd be like, have a stance. What the hell, dude? You know, like, if you believe I'm some sick racist fuck, then fucking say so. And then the next day, the same guy, I, I change all around. And you, you're you not even scared. It wasn't about being scared. It's like you have no position. At least in Arizona, I was trying to buy a, a gun there that, for export. You know, there were certain firearms that you guys have in the States that we didn't have in, in South Africa. So I wanted to buy the particular one I wanted and export it which is a very easy process at that time. You just had to fill in a form and send it over and, and you could export the handgun. But a lot of the guys in the USA don't know that because a lot of them don't export. They, they sell all the guns they're going to sell right there and then. So the first thing I'd ask when I walked into a, a gun shop, because there's no point in talking to a guy who doesn't know the process and you have to tell him about the forms and he doesn't want to learn shit. You know, it's fucking pointless. So I'd walk in, and one of the first questions I'd go is like, hi, do you guys export, would you export guns to, to outside of the USA? And, you know, some said yes, some said no. The guys that said yes, I'd be like, okay, do you export guns to Africa? <laughs> Funnily enough, in San Francisco was one of the only places where when I asked that, the guy goes, yeah, where to? 
South Africa. Oh, it's South Africa. Yeah, yeah. You guys need guns there. And I was like, oh, what's this guy assuming about? And, and it was quite clear this guy was some kind of like neo-Nazi type that was like all for white supremacists having guns or whatever. And he just assumed, you know, I guess I got that look. In Arizona, funnily enough, which is kind of a redneck state, right? I mean, like the guys there, they, your cousin is kind of your wife and your sister and whatever, you know, they're kind of those guys. And gun shops in there, I, w I remember one in particular that I walked in and said, hi, I wanted to know before I start discussing anything, whether you export guns outside of South Africa, outside of the US. And he goes, where to? And I said, South Africa. And he goes, nah. And he just looked at me with a nah, not to South Africa. I wouldn't export there on principle. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll leave your shop then. And he obviously had made a blatant assumption about me and where I'm from and everything just based on my face. And I was like, you know what, dude, I, I get you. You're actually kind of a cool guy, but I'm not going to argue with you, whatever, dude. You know, there's plenty of gun shops. I can go somewhere else. So, but I like that. I liked that, that guy, you know, he didn't like me quite clearly. And there was no point, you know, it's not like I was going to become his best buddy or whatever. So I just left. But, but I respect that guy. He had a prejudice and he just went with it. Good for him. At least he had a stance, you know. So, yeah. If you want to meet some of the best people, I'll show you around the Arkansas Ozarks. Now, my wife looked at the, she watched that series, the Ozarks, and which we've killed Netflix now. So, I, and she said it was pretty good. I, I don't know, but I like rednecks. I've always had an affinity for rednecks. They finally got offended when Kurgan kissed a woman in front of them. I don't know who you're talking about. I don't remember kissing a woman. Well, certainly not on the live stream anyway. I'm thinking of moving to the Ozarks if I can convince my fiance. Well, lead her to it. Roar of a lion laughs. Uh, aren't you lucky you don't get banned on site just for saying LOL on my, on my site? Oh, dude, I've been going for an hour already. All right, if you guys have some pressing questions in the next two minutes, fire them out now. Otherwise, I'm going to say goodnight. Yeah, I'll give you two minutes to do one minute and a half. So at 104, I'm clicking off unless you've got some uh, interesting question to keep me going. Uh, nope. Looks like you've all had your questions answered, I guess. Well, only for me. Oh, right, <laughs> in San Francisco. Uh, so Didymus was saying that they got offended when I kissed the woman in front of them. No, dude, because in San Francisco, it was three days. I remember distinctly. It was three days before I saw a woman that was even, that was pretty, that was even remotely attractive. And uh, and she was an Indian woman, you know, that obviously was probably a tourist. All I saw there was land whales, weirdos, and freaks. It was really quite... Uh, it was quite, quite weird, quite strange. Oh, and, and my, my brother's girlfriend, she was pretty, but, you know, that's expected. Life's too short for ugly ones. You do any pilgrimages? No, I haven't. Uh, there's talk of people doing one here in the UK, but 
I don't know that that's my thing. I've got little kids and stuff, so. Do you explain immaculate? I'm assuming that means immaculate conception. I have explained it on Social Galactic. Uh, there's a little nice little graphic that shows you the, uh, the Ave Maria, you know, the prayer, and where it comes from in the Bible. And uh, Immaculate Conception for me, it's not a big deal. I accept it as a dogmatic teaching of the church, and it works, and it's fine. It's, it doesn't make any difference in my life. Pilgrim is like Lord as Fatima. No, I haven't, and I don't see myself doing any in the near future, or maybe even in the old future, or in the far future, who knows. We need a Kurgan box stream. Well, let box know. Um, you know, he's got a much bigger audience than I do. And I'm happy to do a stream with Box if if he if he wants. Um, I, I don't I don't know what topic whatever I'm I'm happy to do any topic with with Box. He's a he's a pretty cool guy. How many gammas have you banished to purgatory? Oh, I have no idea. It's in the hundreds. Uh, surely, surely it's in the hundreds. And I've got no compunction banning people that were like supposedly loyal followers and they start going on about the flat Earth and other stupid shit. But that's why on my comments, you know, it's pretty cool. And on the stream here, it's pretty cool. Um, you don't get a second chance. You just go straight to the Gamma Mass Grave. You can count your cancers. Beautiful. The only thing about our cancers that I know is that Bill Gates come, I mean, Bill Clinton and, and Hillary come from there. So I've kind of put a pestilence on the whole place for me. Really. Runner Bean says, enjoy your new book. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for buying it and thank you for enjoying it. And be sure to leave me a nice big five-star review. I'll look it up. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not a big, you know, uh, go-to guy for the Immaculate Conception thing. I mean, I get the basics of it. Oh, and that's it. I am getting a bit tired and I've gone past the four minute mark there. So I think I've answered all your questions pretty much. Think up of some new ones for next time. Thank you all for coming on on such short notice as always. Just remember that next Friday at about 7.30, which is about an hour and a half from now, just to give you an idea of where we are, I'm going to be doing a live stream with any luck with Wooly Ram about ancient Hebrew and the roots of the ancient Hebrew words that are in Genesis that interest me, which has to do with the Nephilim, the Titans, the ancient astronaut theories I had in the face of Mark. So face of Mars, sorry. And um, and we're also going to be drinking. So it's going to be an interesting and becoming more interesting as we go live stream, I believe. So Hillary ain't from Arkansas. She's a Yankee. Okay. Bill should be banished. Bill should be burnt at the stake for pedophilia, as I started saying at the beginning of the stream. And Didymus asks his one last question. Do you know anything about the CMRI priest in Ireland listed on Ecclesial Oxfera? I have a relative in Dublin and I'd like to steer in the direction of a real priest. I don't know anything about him, but the CMRI are, I believe, good guys. So if he is a CMRI priest, he's probably a good guy. Um, I don't know that specific priest. But yeah, you certainly better than going to a novice oracle. Um, they are real priests. Uh, you know, re real Catholic priests are doing the work they do because they believe and they are trying to save souls. They're certainly not doing it for money, power, or fame. Trust me on that. 
All right, guys. Good night. Thank you all. Have a good one.